eating my chocolate, had my pizza, wonderful pizza you just made. So we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. I welcome to, I think this is the ultimate episode. You need to say the name of the podcast. Ultimate episode of me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. This is it. Welcome. Yep. Indeed. Ultimate is technically the correct word. I think so. I previously, I believe I did not state that the one before this was the penultimate episode. I might have. But... Yeah. Well, because we thought something else was going to be the penultimate. Yes. That's uh, why. So this... Has, Who are you? I'm Daniel. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick. And this has been a podcast of watching the movies of Liam Neeson and discussing how much peril he is in. Now, previously on this podcast, well, one, we watched a lot of movies, but we also discussed uh, the parody film Tookin, which purported itself to be a riff on Liam Neeson movies in the style of the Scary Movie franchise. And our original goal was we were going to watch that and use it as sort of a reference for a retrospective of everything we had seen. Uh, it turns out that movie was made with a low budget and lower standard of quality than we were expecting. It was horse hockey. It was not great. Uh, I'm going to be... Lo- I'm gonna we be, stopped. I'm going to be clear here. Uh, we should have stopped earlier, but I continue to have hope. Uh, the repeated jokes about genitals wore me down, though. Did we it get Did we get even 30 minutes into it? I think we got 30 minutes into no. it, and we should yeah. have only gotten to about five. And then we just turned it, it off. It was just yeah. bad. It was not really not worth our during the time. course of the movie. During the course of the 30 minutes of that movie, they referenced two Liam Neeson movies. One was at the beginning, and it was non the movie Nonstop, where he was on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was a a rewriting of the Taken uh, script, except written by a 13-year-old that just had one of his friends laugh at the word penis and thought that he had discovered the ultimate comedy. Let's just leave that one. So that so, so we're just, the, so we're put it back in the shelf. So this so this unfortunately means that if we're going to do a retrospective, we have to actually put in some effort. Which oh. we did. This has generally been an unscripted podcast. We watch the movies. We talk about them. Dan looks up some things on Wikipedia. We're good to go. Yep. Today, I, we actually did a little homework. Did a little homework. I didn't do that much homework. Well, mainly <laughs> because that was a heck of a lot of movies yeah. to try and remember what in the yeah. world did we watch. My brain continues to be that of a spry young, you know, 30-something, and therefore uh, remembers most of the movies that we watched in some form or another. Me, not so much. Mom, not so much. And that's okay. We don't fault her for that. Better not, or I'm not going to make pizza anymore. Yeah, we, we also like the pizza. <laughs> so, uh, because the scale goes from 0 to 10, and the entire point of this was that we were making a scale, the idea is that we would go from peril of 0 to peril of 10 and discuss the movie that if you wanted to observe the scale in sort of real time, you wanted to see... Well, okay, what does Zero Peril look like in, you know, magic internet people? Then here's the movie that you should watch to be both entertained and informed. Correct. Because mm. yes. we want to know. So. That's what we're all about. I There are 22 movies that we graded either a zero or in the height of hubris, a 0.5, but we learned from our mistakes. Well, and we <laughs> should say that we watched 70... 
three movies and you guys played one video game. 73 movies slash TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we played the start of Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. Fallout 3 is going to be on our list of things, but eh, it's not quite the same. The entertainment experience is very different. Mm -hmm. So, 22 zeros. We won't list all of them because we'll be here all day. Right, right, right. Uh, Though there are standouts in there and picking the zero was actually a bit difficult. Yeah, because there was, there was a couple really good movies in there. Yeah, so we're picking one from each. We're picking one from each number. And we category. may talk about other ones that are also mm-hmm. worth your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the zero on our list uh, probably will come as a surprise to anyone that hasn't seen it recently. Mm-hmm. Because they you might expect it to be higher. It's Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Because despite the amount of peril that exists in that movie, which is a lot, mm-hmm. none of it happens to Liam Neeson. Right. It, it's millions of peril. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't happen to it him. It just doesn't. None <laughs> of it happens to him. So, didn't have to worry about that. Right. Damn. All right. So, other so, another movie that was in that zero category was Nell. Jodie Foster film. Yep. Very much worth seeing. But uh, That very... one does contain naked Jodie Foster. So, yeah. mm-hmm. well, then again, Schindler's List contains... Naked, lots of naked. Yeah. It contains other things that mm-hmm. both of those movies are very good mm-hmm. and should be viewed with caution if you have a family. Yeah, right, right, right. If you want one that's a family movie, uh, then you skip to a Monster Calls. Uh-huh. Yes, that that's movie is very family friendly and mm-hmm. also very good. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. The sixes we have not the what? sixes. <laughs> I, I I took good notes. There's a six written down, and so I said the number six. Uh, there are six movies that we rated a one. Uh, that one, I don't think it was much of a discussion on which one we pick. No, because most of those movies were um, toilets. Yeah. And then there was the movie Operation Chromite, which I will champion as the most surprising movie we want. From a expected quality to eventual quality standpoint well and an expected entertainment value yeah to what we ended up with because yeah. operation chromite is a war film and i believe in that episode of the podcast i discuss at length that i am pretty much done with war movies because america really likes their war movies uh tom hanks needs a job and his job is directing war movies and he's very good at it and so right. we let him keep doing it but they're just kind of all the same, right, to right, a point. Right. And this one was a war movie about a war that I didn't know a lot about. The Korean War. And so I thought, well, okay, what's this going to be about? But it was from the viewpoint of Korea, not America. Right. And so it was very different. And so suddenly I didn't have any preconceived notions about what I was expecting. And the only thing I found disappointing was they didn't fulfill all of my preconceived notions of you need to have badass one-liners when you're about to finish off your mortal enemy. That's the rules of cinema. Didn't. And they didn't do that. Didn't. Live and learn. Yeah. But it was, it was, I think for all three of us, it was a surprisingly high quality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, film experience. Definitely. Right, right, right. And that one, last time I checked, it's still on Netflix. It might not be anymore. Right. But definitely give that one a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, twos. We have three if we include Follow, uh, follow Three. Mm-hmm. And so our selection was not great. But then the movies weren't that great. So 
He's hesitating. <sighs> Under duress no, no. because there's not... Wait a minute. You a... went to threes. You no, meant twos. No, no I'm he still said, on twos. He said there twos. were three movies were three rated enough yeah. as a two. No, no. I, know, I unfortunately know what I'm doing. I... He's just hesitating <laughs> saying Battleship. I am hesitating <laughs> saying Battleship. Now, I do consider the Battleship episode of the podcast to be one of the best because that's the one where we had to stop halfway through because Tom and Nicole, Tom showed. And Nicole showed up. So we had to pause the recording, then they showed up and started sitting in, and we had to explain the movie to them while we critiqued it, which made it, I think, a lot more interesting. It's pretty, it, well, the movie that itself, was a fun evening. The movie itself is not great. Um, no. It's really not, but there's not a lot of twos on the list, and... And that was the best one of the and twos. And that's the unfortunate best one. In a vacuum, Follow 3 is a better entertainment experience, but it requires a lot more time investment. Right. You will be more entertained yeah. in two hours of Battleship than you will be in the first two hours of Follow 3. Yeah, but you know what? There are those who would really like to see Love Actually, even though... Love Actually is a 2.5, and it was the first one that we yeah. watched. Love Actually is not a bad movie. Yeah. Meh. It's not bad. as it's... Right. Yeah, it's a meh movie. The the, yeah. the greatest benefit Love Actually did for our podcast was all of the times that we ran into the actors from Love Actually in other Liam Neeson movies that right. we didn't expect it. That's right. Yeah, they kept cycling There was a lot through. of that. And it was a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> that we watched in what? Not at Christmas Whatever. time. <laughs> Not at Christmas time. All right. The threes. There are four of them, so we're getting our selection again. Mm -hmm. That one, again, a pretty easy choice, I think. Right. Uh, Les Miserables. Mm -hmm. Les Mis. It was, yeah. It's not it's, the one with Hugh Jackman in it, so you know it could be better, but but it was still good. It's still pretty good. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot to say on that one. Uh, four. There's th only three there, but that one again, uh, not a lot of discussion to be had about which one to pick. Right. Well, that's because suspect. Suspect. Another what, great surprise. Another really good surprise that we thought. How can Liam Neeson? character who doesn't say anything how can this be a good movie and so yeah we totally wrong not here. only does liam neeson not speak in the film the film stars share and therefore i immediately discounted it <laughs> right right we put it in uh, that that other category not realizing that share had been in another film that year and had won an oscar <laughs> <laughs> is that the moonstruck is that yeah. what she got an oscar for yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that was interesting right 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 the fives... The well, we, should, we could also say that overall, the average was a 4.2. Yes, because the 22 zeros really dragged the average mm -hmm. down. Uh, fives, five of them there. Mm -hmm. That one was also a little difficult. Right. Because I... Cold Pursuit was in there, Cold Pursuit which is, is a there. relatively new movie. Cold Pursuit is... You gotta have the right mindset going into that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, it's dark. Dark it's, comedy. It's dark comedy, and it wasn't as comedic as we wanted it to be. Because it was dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been, I've fine, been fine with dark comedy before, but it just yeah. wasn't that funny. But that's not the one that we picked. I no, don't it's think. not. We no. picked Excalibur. Oh, people, you gotta watch it. Excalibur, Excalibur is you have to know this film. So bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. It's bad in the old movie kind of way, but also it did not have the budget to accomplish what it wanted to because Star Wars had happened by this point by a significant number of years. Mm -hmm. The special effects in Excalibur definitely did not live up to Industrial Light and Magic. No, not even close. So, it's kind of adorable when you think about it. And then when you realize that Helen Mirren is in it, 
And then Patrick Stewart is in it, and I didn't even realize until we started watching it. <laughs> right. It's just got... It's got some big it, names. It has no business being as bad as it is. Which, and it's... And there it is. Which, which is something that uh, we should say for one of the Zero's satisfaction. It has no business being as bad as it is, <laughs> based on who's in it. But yes, Excalibur is not a good film, but it is definitely something that should be viewed. An entertaining watch yes. for its purpose. And watch it's it with, a really great number five. Watch it with your friends. Have some alcohol. You'll probably enjoy it. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six is only three of them there. And this one actually was a bit of a point of contention. We have to talk <laughs> about this one a bit. Because the mom notes for the sixth category... Mom has written down bad, bad, and I was gone for those three films. So what were the three there? It was The Haunting, Nut Job, and A Walk Among the Tombstones. So those three movies, it, for the brief rundown of those, I, The Haunting, we paused the movie in the middle of it so I could show Mom the compilation of Owen Wilson going, wow, in movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. Because I'm so old I didn't know that. I had to do the pause the fourth time he said, wow. <laughs> because I finally had to explain the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nut Job is a bank heist with animated squirrels. And A Walk Among the Tombstones is actually a fairly decent like revenge cop movie. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for one for accessibility and for you to understand what's going on, Nut Job is technically the correct bit. Yeah, I'm not super happy about it. <laughs> none of none of them are. Oh man, you've got to see this movie. The sixes are mostly skippable. <laughs> mostly That's skippable. because they're sixes. Yeah. Thankfully, once you get to sevens, then the quality and starts to go up. Things are changing again. We've got more films in the seven, eight, nine category. Yep. So there's eight sevens, and this one has a pretty easy pick. But a lot of a lot of the ones up here, any of them are pretty good. We mm-hmm. picked Batman Begins. Batman Begins, I think, was a pretty good seven. It's a pretty good seven. Yeah, and as character development goes, it it does a pretty good job of creating the character and yeah. eventually doing in the character. Yes. So, yeah. uh, other ones on the sevens that we were thinking about. Um, oh, there's that Miami Vice episode. Oh yeah, there's the one episode of Miami Vice, which I believe is relatively indicative of the entire series quality. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. should go watch Miami Vice. Yeah, right. Especially if you're stuck inside in quarantine. And it's and well and it and it refers to the troubles in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, then that's does always good. Prayer thing. for the dying. And um, we were surprised by Gunshy, where if you look at the cover, yeah. and it looks like Sandra Bullock and and a, an outline of a gun. You think it's going to be something else? Yeah, that one so, was crazy. So that one, I was surprised mm-hmm. by that. That's mm-hmm. my mom note. Yeah. Um, K nineteen, the Widowmaker. That one also very good. Another good one. I was and I wrote down that I was surprised by that. Um, Silence was another one mm-hmm. where Liam Neeson is yet again uh, a priest, but this time not in from. Yeah. So, uh, just just very different. Um, Silence was another one where Liam Neeson's not in the film for most of it. Yeah. Right. 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 I think in general the sevens were a pretty good series of movies. Mm-hmm. Like if you just all of them are the watchable. Sevens. Yeah, right, if right, you right. just watch the sevens, yeah. Yeah. Assuming you'd like Star Wars Episode One. No. You know, but hey, but that's my mom some bias. people like it. I this is something that I should know here. Then I I've been watching through the Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated show, which is on Disney Plus. 
They we're not sponsored by we're Disney not sponsored Plus. by Disney Plus. However, Disney Plus is a good thing to have. I he Liam Neeson does make a brief appearance in that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in one episode in like season three, and then a couple in season six. Season six is when they thought they were running. Is when they were canceled after mm-hmm. six. Seven ended up getting made with Disney Plus money and is also quality. And I'm currently being blown away by what's going on there. But season six is when they decided to start wrapping up plot holes. And so for the Star Wars people out there, they started with explaining Order 66, which is the part in episode three. Spoilers for a movie that you probably should have seen, or if you haven't, you don't care about. Uh, All of the soldiers working for the good guys get given an order, and they all get, like, mentoring, candidate programming and kill the general, all of their bosses. And it's never explained why that happens. It's just the bad guy goes, do the thing. And they all go, okay. You know what it. it sounds like? Old Testament. Kings. Kind of? They're doing it all kind, all the time. Yeah. Killing off whole families. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. they just kind of do it. And mm-hmm. so this Clone Wars show decided to explain why and how it makes mm-hmm. sense. And so Liam Neeson shows up when they are explaining why dead Jedi turn into ghosts Mm. Ah, ah. because he is the first one to turn into a ghost okay and he does it by appearing to Yoda and Yoda has to go to like the Sith homeworld and meet the Gollum evil version of himself and have a like internal emotional crisis and it's a compelling television but they actually got Liam Neeson back to be ah, his character. Okay. And I thought, do we have to watch that? I don't know. No. No. Mom says, I'm getting Mom to sit through Star Wars again. I no, that's going to happen. <laughs> but I just, not going to give that one a number, but I am going to say, if you do watch Clone Wars, uh, skip to season three, because seasons one and two are power of friendship, adorableness of a kid's <laughs> show, and season three is when they start actually doing stuff. Yeah. That we digress. Cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, the eights. eights. The eights. There's Quite not, a few eights nine there. Nine of those. We did not choose Krull. We did not choose Krull. But Michael Collins was a good film. Michael Collins was Another a good film. Another Irish film. Yeah. And you probably, people, you probably need to watch Michael Collins. Yeah. Just as a, just a point of yeah. cultural Piece knowledge. of history. Mm-hmm. Also, two animated movies are in the eights, if I'm remembering my list correctly. Yeah. Ponyo and the Lego Movie. Ponyo and Lego Movie, which are both good, and you should watch both of them. Mm-hmm. However, if we're going to be discussing the expected peril outcome of a Liam Neeson movie at an eight, at an eight of quality, we're looking at Commuter. Yep, that's which right. is Liam Neeson on a train, mm-hmm. as opposed to Nonstop, which is Liam Neeson on a plane. Okay, uh, as opposed <laughs> to Liam Neeson Taken, where he's just on his own. Yeah, I was yeah, trying, I was trying, minute, to, I was trying to think of is there a Liam Neeson in a car and a Liam Neeson up a tree? <laughs> I thought you were going to get into I was, I, did, I did not Seuss plan that joke and therefore I had to think of it in real time. I, so, Usually no. Dan could just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, that's a, I mean, solid eight. Commuter yeah. is a solid eight. Uh, nines, there are nine of those as well. I, that one, we broke our own rules mildly in that we have not picked one movie, we have picked three. I bet you can't guess. Because... Which franchise we're talking about. (laughs) three Taken movies, we independently graded at a nine. Without looking at the... Without looking at the list, Mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. Maybe we did at the end. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. yeah, I... The nines are also pretty good quality down the list. 
Well, they're, I think they're, the nines seem to be more current. Yes. Rob Roy is, was an the older oldest, film. The oldest one, yeah. Rob Roy was... Gangs of New York, similar. Yeah. But Gangs of New York is still relatively recent. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Roy is our first example of sexual assault as bad storytelling. Ugh. Which is always makes me upset, especially when I know people that have had things like that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I right. think, I don't want to, you know, belittle the fact that this does happen to people, but it is it's kind of lazy storytelling. Story right. uh, and Gangs of New York is in with Kingdom of Heaven, as they are both movies where Liam Neeson dies at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Spoilers. And then the movie continues to be about a more attractive, younger, more marketable actor. <laughs> I, in Gangs of New York, it would be Leonardo DiCaprio, and in Kingdom of Heaven, it would be Orlando Bloom. But there we go. Also, Daniel Day-Lewis is in Gangs of New York, and he does an amazing job because he's an amazing actor. Yeah. That's right. He was good in that. Yeah. I didn't watch yeah. that one with I you guys. I not. You would, you would not have liked it. There's a lot of punching. <laughs> you guys always say Dan- that. Daniel, so Day- Daniel Day-Lewis also played in Lincoln. He's Lincoln. I think he was Extraordinary. Yeah. But that's not this podcast. We're not talking about this podcast. I digress. Now, we haven't made it to the 10s yet. No. Because we're making it to the 10s right now. There are only two 10s on our list. Now, with there being so many 8s and 9s, 10 needs something extra. Something that actually sets it apart from the rest of the pack. And one of the 10s is the movie Widows. Uh, Very recent. Part of me thinks that we gave that one a 10 in jest. Slightly. A little, no. the maybe. T- the 10 is given because Liam Neeson's character, spoiler, expires twice. <laughs> and if you can die twice in the same movie, that's impressive. That's high peril. That's high peril. <laughs> However, it is not indicative of the constant, unrelenting peril that you would expect from a movie that would be rated a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Because Widows has a very long period in the middle where no peril is currently happening to right. him. Right. The gray, on the other hand, I would, I would, holy crap, I would mm-hmm. consider yeah. as chronic, unstoppable peril. Right, that was mm-hmm. it. Was peril for his character the entire? It was peril time. after the credits. I think, <laughs> I think we, I think we thought about upping our scale when we got. to I the believe gray. I wanted to give the gray an eleven. Yeah. Yeah, right. There was I, I, I don't remember discussing the peril, oh, but yeah. I think we were yeah. solidly. It was right up there. At the top. Now, if any of you have been listening to our podcast for this entire time, first of all, thank you. Thank you. We so don't much. deserve this. Bless you. And you know, you are my favorite person. I please send me cookies. <laughs> well, then How, what am I going to do? More cookies. You can never have too many cookies. Come on. I. But there is one movie that we forgot to rate. Oh yeah, we did. We I are not this- going to rate it now. However, we did look at our spreadsheet and go, why doesn't Clash of the Titans have a rating? So we pulled up the podcast and listened to it. And at the end of that podcast, I go on a rant about Lord of the Rings and Greek mythology, (laughs) and we just forget to give it a number. So it's my bad. I apologize. (laughs) But that's what makes this a fun podcast. Clash of the Titans would not be topping our list of exemplary movies it to would, watch. It would not be a zero and it would not be a ten. And it would not be, <laughs> would not uh, be the best movie. ruining our average in any significant I way. Right. I, I think we're fine. Yeah. So that one's on me. Sorry, internet. Mm-hmm. But Thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been a really fun project. 
I don't know if we're gonna revisit this when new movies come out in theaters. We maybe are, not because we. I think we're gonna be on to something yeah. new. We are currently uh, brainstorming a new idea. So so watch for us on wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned. I might cross post our first episode of the new one on this podcast mm-hmm. so that if anybody is paying attention to the old one then they'll get an automatic notification of look there's a new one Maybe. Yeah. I might do that that sounds uh, clever but does anyone have any other movies that they really want to make sure that the people at home hear about I didn't know I didn't make note that I wanted to talk about the movies that were a resounding meh oh well that, I, I don't even care about that you know how they uh, talk about you'll be on the edge of your seat I want to talk about the movies where you will be firmly leaned back in your seat with both hands firmly on your armrest. And you might doze. Well, I fell asleep during <laughs> Men in Black International. Yeah. But then again, I'm the mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, my standout on that one was Ordinary Love, where it was just, it was not a bad movie. It was yeah. not a good movie. And that's fine. It was just but plain. movies that are not good and not bad, that are middle of the road, can be interesting. Ordinary Love was the least interesting movie we watched, in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. I think it kind of ranks up there. It, yeah, it did what it that. set out to do, but what it yeah. set out to do was to tell an ordinary story. Yeah. Very good job of doing so. Right. But that does not... Ordin- Let's be honest here, people of the internet. Ordinary people are boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think ordinary people are not boring, well, but you. but that story was told... In a very yeah. boring fashion. Yeah. If right. you if you pick and choose interesting moments from people's lives, people are very interesting. Mm-hmm. If you go through a person's an average person's life for a year, more than half of it will be boring. Because we're getting up and cleaning toilets. Yeah, it's not it, normal life is not interesting. It's it it is what it is. It's not no. this is not a hot take. <laughs> and so to show a year of a person's life, yes, while they're going through something, but to just show the normal parts is not compelling television. And <laughs> Men in Black was at least bombastic and had uh, cool dancing aliens that fought by dancing, you know, black holes at people. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> See? Yeah. It can be a well, and there were and still be interesting. I think there were... A number of movies, uh, very countable, um, that were surprises to us. It was, oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know this movie would be about this or as good as this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nell was one of those for me. Um, Kinsey, I thought, uh, okay, I'll sit through it. but And the subject matter was really kind of bizarre, and some of the characters yeah. were kind of bizarre. The acting was really good oh, yeah. for the subject they they you know. the acting made that movie more interesting right which sometimes acting sometimes you get given a bad movie like it wasn't it did not elevate the movie in quite the same way that like arnold schwarzenegger elevates batman and robin where the movie is so bad that the only thing worth watching it for is the acting mm-hmm. that movie was worthwhile and the acting made it better mm-hmm. yeah yeah but what we else? Have, yeah, what else is on the list? One of our favorites of all time, the Lego movie. Oh, yeah. But, you know, watch the Lego movie. It is. Don't watch the movie that shall not be named. Don't no. watch that. Should we one. name it now? No. Because we're at the end. No. I'm not going to give Are we it... afraid that it's going to, what, burst in through the window <laughs> no. and make no. a racist <laughs> reference about mid- the Middle East? No. We're not going to name it. We, that gives it. That gives it status and elevates it. <laughs> no. 
Did you, so did, did you remember that in that movie, Neil Patrick Harris shits in a head? <laughs> <laughs> that did not make it any better. No, it made it worse. Oh, dear. Well, I, well, the, I mean. I, I think, think it was the first movie we saw Liam Neeson's butt. It's not the only movie where we saw Liam Neeson's butt. <laughs> true, true. I, I still am pretty sure that there was a, it was a stunt butt in that movie. It probably was. However, yes. in other films, I'm fairly certain that we have seen the full frontal Neeson. I think so. True, true. This has been a good podcast. Yeah. It's been really fun, and I'd like my, to continue. My but friends of my generation are, are a little jealous, I think, sometimes, because they think this yeah. is such a, a novel thing to do. I think, really? I think yeah. the takeaway from this is that only looking for the best will limit yourself, because if we just sat down and we gave you the top ten Liam Neeson movies, we would not talk about all of the ones that are worth seeing, because there's more than ten. Correct. If we went online and looked for the 10 best Liam Neeson movies, we would have skipped all of the surprises, most of the mm-hmm. surprising ones. Right. So. Because the surprising ones are not as good as the best ones, if we're going to be honest. Right. But, we, but, but then we would not, not have had as rich an entertainment experience. Yeah. Now, does this mean that you should open up your Rolodex of important actors, pick one out, and watch all of their movies? Not necessarily. But give things a chance. Mm-hmm. And... Often, especially in such a low-stakes environment as watching a movie, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to have to go to the liquor store to get more alcohol because you drank it all during the bad movie? For self-medication? For (laughs) self-medication? We're terribly sorry, and drink responsibly, and don't drive while drunk, but... Get some eye bleach. Yeah. Give your... This is something that I've I've actually... Now I kind of want to do this again, because I haven't done this for years. Uh, a Nicholas Case, Nicholas Cage rage. Don't mm-hmm. go off on a tangent. No, no, no. This is uh, mildly related to this of giving things a chance. <laughs> mildly related. It's okay, mildly cool. related. I I have done this two or three times now, where I just get myself about a dozen Nicholas Cage movies, and I watch, and I sp- and I don't have anything else. Like I'm just working on a project, so I just have it on the background, and I'll watch like three of them, and then I'll watch a kids movie. To cleanse the palate. (laughs) So, you know, you go Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider 2, knowing Finding Emo. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I'm ready to go again. Face Off, Con Air, Sorcerer's Apprentice. No, no, The Rock's a good one. We don't watch bad ones. That's true. (laughs) And it's the entire idea of there's very little out there as far as mainstream movies go that does not have value it if the worst thing it does is teach you about how not to make a movie sure that's mm-hmm. that's a thing you have learned mm-hmm. excellent it's very difficult to watch a movie and not come out of it with something i think dan this is your teaser for the future well, we haven't finished the future yet. We aren't entire. We aren't a hundred percent nailed in on what we're doing. I am pretty sure of what we're doing, but yes, uh, there are. There is always something to look at in a movie, and movies are not just the people in them, the people that wrote it, the people that directed it. So, yeah, hopefully this all pans out, and that will be a spoiler for what we're doing next. But until then, this has been almost two years of this. And we're done. Thanks for Uh, listening. All right. Thank you. It's been really fun. Bye. Bye.